You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. With CarCast is brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar is an ultra-thin coating that reduces radiant heat by 90%. Put Zybar on, take heat off, visit Zycoat.com. You know, JB Weld is also a proud new sponsor of CarCast. It's an epoxy adhesive used by both pros and experienced DIYers for 50 years. It can be found at retailers everywhere, including Home Depot, AutoZone, Walmart, and Amazon. JB Weld, world's strongest bond. And also Dodge, let me tell you about that. Heat up your summer at the Dodge Summer Clearance event. Show off a little muscle with the Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger and leave everyone else envying your beach bod. Come in now to the Dodge Summer Clearance event and see why so many are joining the Brotherhood of Muscle. All right, we're going to take you guys over to Monterey where we do the live show, uh, CarCast Live at the Nissan booth at the track in Monterey. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be loud. It's going to be fun. We have uh, we have uh, Steve Yeager from Nissan uh, sitting down with us, and then we bring in both Pete Brock and John Morton. And just before we get started, I'm going to tell you a little more about, uh, about Continental. If you think of all the weird things that you find in cars, you know, I'm not talking about petrified french fries or melted crayons i'm talking about live snakes and bizarre trinkets and the kind of stuff that really makes you wonder about folks well another thing that'll make you wonder but in a good way are continental belts i bet you didn't know they're oe and tens of millions of chrysler dodge ford and gm vehicles that roll off the assembly line they're also oe on a majority of bmws and vws Now, Continental is launching their aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE Technology Series. This is that serpentine belt that we all have on pretty much all our new cars. These belts are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. And Continental has the OE Technology Series multi-V belt for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. Hey, you got enough surprises working on cars and trucks already. A belt shouldn't be one of them. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt, the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit OETechnologySeries.com. All right, let's get started with uh, CarCast Live in Monterey. Live from the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion in the Nissan Exhibit, it's CarCast. Our guests today, Steve Yeager from Nissan, Pete Brock, John Morton. Now, please make some noise for your hosts, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, and Adam Carolla. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Get it on, man. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on. Mandate. Get on. Thanks for uh, coming out. Thanks, uh, all you gearheads and Nissan heads and uh, probably no parrot heads out here, right? <laughs> nobody, want, nobody likes Jimmy Buffett. Oh, Not geez. at the racetrack. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be... So, so there's that. Yeah. yeah. Why can't we do our car cast when they're doing, like, Formula V? I, or just run the pace car. I have a couple of... Uh, Nissan Altima laps going yeah, on. Yeah, some hot Altima laps. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, had a practice in the morning and uh, or qualifying race in the morning, and then we'll do the uh, actual race race uh, this afternoon. Yeah, around uh, four o'clock. Around four o'clock, did all right. Had a little ignition problem that I brought on myself after somebody did some irresponsible driving. Okay, now wait, what happened? Because it looked like you shut it down for a second. I, I, in my, uh, what happened was is there is an insane man who drives a Sunoco RSR who is over here. Like if you're, if there, if you want to key a car and I'm not saying, (laughs) no, I'm not saying to key a car. I'm saying if you want to key a car, but I'm not saying to This is the one you should fantasize about. This guy in the RSR is the guy we're having fun with last year when I was in my 935. He was the guy I was laughing about because during the start, somebody cut him off, and he actually put his hand out the window and did that like, no! a, guy from, like, a, like a guy from the 50s. With a, he, he should have had a lit cigarette. Look at that. And, you know... Uh, I'm no race steward, but you are supposed to have a net in your window. So if you hang your hand out the window and do this, it's, a, it's what we call a tell to all the flag people. Wow, that is some big... What are those? What is that, Can-Am? I don't know. That but must I, be Can-Am, right? I wish they were all eating lunch right now. I'm not, I'm not looking, but I'm hearing some big block injected action. I got a guy... Who's not his, his? You know, you know what's great though. Uh, I don't know if it's Can Am or not, but I got one dude who knows what he's doing. Is not in his head, right? So that is Can Am. All right. Anyway, uh, Formula Five Thousand. Oh well, five five liter injection. All right, maybe not big block, but there's All a right. there's some stacks. There's some <laughs> stacks in our future. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to King the guy's car. Um, <laughs> The guy in the Sunoco RSR, who we were having fun with last year because he was, ins- I labeled him insane when I was yeah. driving him at my 935. The thing about the 935 is you can get away from the crazy people a little bit. Uh, the Z car is, is fast, but it's brand new. I've never driven it before. I turned like a 142, and that was my best lap. Not, not that fast, and I'm not fast enough to get away from the insane people in, in that car. And uh, he just dive-bombed me going into the hairpin after the first uh, lap. And we just looked at the game film. That's how I know. And I did a what the hell and threw my hands up because I'm Italian. And uh, I, I hit the ignition switch <laughs> in, in my car. So I gave him the, hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> now, the thing that was funny is last year I was making fun of him for going down the straight and throwing <laughs> his hands it. around. This time, as soon as I saw it, was the Sunoco. And, I mean, he went in late. Late is too kind a description to what he did on this corner. I was turning in. I would begun the corner. I was in the corner. He just went flying right past me and then hung his rear end out. And I gave him the, hey. And when I did that, I hit the ignition (laughs) and the car shut down. But with the adrenaline, I was just like, what happened to my car? Where's the... Yeah. Where is it? And I coasted and I coasted. And eventually I just sat there and went, I think I'll try to restart the car. So I restarted it and was able to turn a couple of decent laps. Yeah. And not too bad. And not too bad. It, it worked out. Uh, the boost, man. Woo! The boost. <laughs> it comes on at the end there. 
you, it lights up uh, the tires in second gear coming down the uh, straightaway. Uh, hasn't been driven in uh, 33 years. Yeah, I think the last time that car's been on the track is when Paul Newman won the championship back in 1985, and we've been restoring it for the past two years. And uh, in typical uh, uh, car cast Adam Carolla fashion, uh, no testing, no testing at all. We hit the dyno, and we drove it around the block. You said it was good. Said it was good. So we brought it out here, and... uh, you know, here we are three sessions into it, and Sean still got the thing running, which is good. <laughs> he took the ignition switch, and he swapped it out with a further away switch <laughs> that I can't get to <laughs> good. when I'm angry. I'm driving hey, angry. If you can't change the driver, change the car. Change the car. <laughs> change the car. Uh, the car, you know, testing, that's what Thursday's for, right? Yeah, that's what Thursday's that's for. That's what Thursday's for. So the car is running good. And we shall uh, see. There's 52 cars in the run group. Yeah. And uh, makes for some some hijinks on the track. But uh, I think we got through it. All right. Should we bring up uh, Steve Yeager, our, our first guest? Yeah. Steve is a manager of safety, dealer, and uh, heritage. heritage. Communications. Oh. Yeah. Hey, what's with the long titles? Good to see you, Steve. Grab a mic. We can. Uh, Every we can time they down. add something to your title, you should ask for a pay raise. Yeah, I, it has to be all inclusive. You know, I have to cover everything. Yeah. Matt's moved his way up to head peon. Um, I, it's a little hard to compete with the uh, Hillborn injection, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're doing stand up and somebody's making daiquiris behind the bar, it's tough. <laughs> But when you got guys with uh, running no air filters, Hillborn injection, <laughs> 12-inch stacks, and their foot's planted on it going over the crest of turn one, it's hard to compete with that. Sound. This is the first time I was ever that I've been here. I'm rooting for a sound restriction. Yeah, you know? come on. What's, what's going on with that? I, I need another word in my title to get them to quiet down. Yeah, what I yeah. Heard, right? Throw some uh, glass packs on those bad boys. <laughs> get them to sound really bitching and just get some, some foam air filters, the, right? Some cherry bombs. Some cherry bombs. Some so, cherry bombs. Uh, Steve, I know you uh, brought us out here. Um, I know you and my camel pace car go way back. Who, everyone loves that camel pace you car, You guys see right? it back there over there, the camel GT pace car? It's back when smoking was good for you. <laughs> yeah. So how your, did you get involved with it? You, were, you weren't at Nissan at the time, but just a big fan of racing. And then you said, I like cigarettes and cars. I, I lived in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I was a good softball player. And I played softball with the guys who ran the RJR racing programs. And they said, you want to pull a car around 300 days a year, park it at malls, and talk about racing to women and wear a uniform. I said, I think I, I think I could do that. I, I could at do 24. that. <laughs> that car was built by Bob Sharp. Uh, I talked to Bob about it. I said, uh, Bob, tell me about that camel car. He said, Give me five dollars, and I'll. <laughs> I called him up at his place in uh, Miami. He, I love Bob Sharp because Bob Sharp, however old he is, seventy-eight years old. You call Bob Sharp, and here's how he answers the phone. Bob Sharp here. <laughs> I answer the phone like this. Okay, who is this? <laughs> and then they go, 
is Adam Carolla there? And I go, I don't know. Who wants to know? <laughs> but Bob Sharp answers the phone. Yeah. Bob Sharp, which means he has no enemies, and he sleeps like a baby. And he has Bob, no debts. Bob told me <laughs> that that car was uh, built specifically to be, to be a... Uh, a pace car. I thought it may have been one of his race cars that got converted or whatever because there's so much, there's a cage and all the mounts and all the, you know, uh, you know camber plates and, and all that stuff. But you tell me. It's a, it's a 260 and they put a, a 2.8 engine in it, all the racing goodies, the widest flares that they have, which is really, the car's got hips. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's pretty. And uh, it was made to be a pace car. It's probably... Uh, when we had it, it had intermediate range, so it would hold air at the mall, you know, and uh, we wouldn't have to keep airing up the tires if they were slicks, but that car did a lot of pace car duty. It did some uh, press day laps. We had a chance to drive media around and make a lot of noise, but it, it's never raced. And at, at one point, you were dragging it around from show to show and dealer to dealer, and we, I mean, I know you got, you, I think it's on your desk. You got like a picture of that thing sitting in your driveway or house. You got to I, take it home. One of the, one of the, show, one of the uh, photos on the internet is a beige and white Chevy Suburban brown trailer sitting in my parents' driveway in, you know, the late 70s. We would we'd pull it around all over the country. Uh, I would only cover it at night. And uh, that car's done a lot of miles. It's been through hailstorms and everything. But the paint looks... You guys did a great job on the paint. It looks beautiful. Yeah. It, when, when did you get the car? I bought the car. It was at Road Atlanta. Uh, it was painted up in Bob Sharp livery when I got it. I think they brought the fenders in and they modified it to, for, you know, C production or GTU or... You know, it could only run a 12-inch slick or whatever it right. is. So they did a whole bunch of modifications. And when I bought the car, I talked to Bob Sharp. And uh, Bob he, Sharp, Bob, Bob Sharp, Sharp here. I called Bob. He said, "Bob Sharp here." I said, "Bob, what do you think I should do with that car? Should I leave it in Bob Sharp livery or should I convert it back to Camel?" And he said, "Give me five dollars." All right, I'll mail it to you. And then he said. Convert it back to Camel. Next question. It's the only Camel pace car. And then I said, how are you doing, Bob? And he said, another $5. And I said, wait a minute. These are only car questions you can charge me for. This is one question with a part A and a part B. I say, how's the missus? I'm not on the clock for that, am I, Bob? (laughs) Right. I I really, uh, you know, Bob Sharp, we've got BRE and Peter Brock here. I, I wish we could have gotten Bob Sharp out here because he's doing well. He's living in Florida. He just doesn't travel. But yeah, you, you know him well. He's, I love. He's a great character. Yeah. He's a great ambassador. Uh, he, he's he's in the. If you've seen the Paul Newman film, the documentary that we did, he's just a standout character in that film, and that's that's just a good example of how he is all the time. Him and his 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 uh, well his son races. Yeah. Scott, we went to Bob's place in Connecticut and filmed with him, and then uh, we filmed with Sam Posey at Lime Rock as well. Of course, all you Nissan and Datsun fans know Sam Posey. I wanted to give you guys a, a real shout out on that film. I, living in Winston Salem, I knew Jim Fitzgerald, and I thought you captured his friendship with Paul really well. Fitzy, yeah, very well. Wow, by I never. 
met him, but by all accounts was just a great, lovable guy, sort of an ambassador for the sport. That's what uh, how Bob Sharp at least uh, portrayed him and said he was just Fitz. He was just a hell of a guy. And I think Paul related to him because they were about the same age, and, and Jim was crusty, and Paul could be crusty, and I think they got along on a lot of levels. Yeah. I think during, during the film when they were making it, Adam and Nate did so much research on it, and it was just one of these fascinating stories. Nobody had anything bad to say about Fitzy, and, and Paul pretty much as well, uh, and that just made it more exciting. Like, who is this guy? Learn more about this guy, Fitzy. Yeah, the story was always, you know, if you wanted to bug Paul for an autograph, he, he wasn't happy about it, but if you wanted to talk racing, uh, he'll talk to anybody about racing. I'm the opposite. If you want to talk about me, we can go all day. You want to talk racing or Paul Newman, I'm out. You're out. All right? Um, so we have, uh, we have the 46, the iconic 46 uh, BRE car. Uh, John Morton, obviously, uh, the man never ages, still driving. Not this, not this weekend, but he's driving the 240Z BRE car. He's uh, waiting in the wings, still wickedly fast uh, on this track. And, and I was just with him at uh, Road Atlanta, incredibly fast. Uh, they blew up the engine and replaced the engine uh, same day and went out there and raced. And uh, that's the spirit. Yeah. That is the racing spirit. John uh, says he didn't blow up the engine. The engine blew up. The engine blew up. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Steve, uh, yes, go ahead. I got one thing. We've got a five-time national championship. Dave Frelzen, Dotson driver, very famous Dotson driver out front. I wanted to give him a shout-out. And I need to give you something from the Camel GT car. Oh, yeah. That's awkwardly placed. Oh, okay, yeah. If I reach for it. But it's... Yeah, Dave... Somebody get, a, somebody get this on video, yeah, and then, Steve, you get the... The sure. man, uh, yeah, the, uh, Dave Stone, who has the Frelson 510, came by and brought Dave by uh, today already. So we're able to say hi to Mr. Frelson. So when I'm 24 years old, uh, the tobacco company gives me a uniform to wear. It has my name on it, unfortunately, but... We can scratch that off. It's the, uh, yeah. It goes with the car. Yeah. We, and, we bring uh, a Sharpie. You, you guys have a great memorabilia collection. I want you guys to have well, it. Well, thank you. So, uh, yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. That is, it belongs with the car. That is awesome. It's yes. so clean. Thank you uh, very well, much. <laughs> I'm going to start the bidding at $30. 33-0. Yeah. at $45. So let's we'll get We'll take going. the name off. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, uh, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, it, it is nice. Um, somebody just sent me over a... Um, Oh, uh, sorry, uh, Bill Warner. Yeah. Uh, you, we all know Bill Warner. Uh, just sent me over a shirt, a Newman Peanuts, like Planner's Peanut shirt. It, it, it's kind of nice. You just yeah. sit by the mailbox and uh, every day's Christmas, or maybe it's more like Hanukkah. A lot of Jews out there? No? Not s- less than half? Probably in the 30s? Yeah. Oh, this guy. Racing Jew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always wins by nose. <laughs> Oh, hey, whoa, whoa, hold on, please, we don't do that. As yet. long as he's laughing, it's good. <laughs> All right, so uh, Steve, Tell us we about, bring... uh, real quick, though, yeah. what's going on with Nissan Heritage. There's a big, please. We, we like that you guys are here. Thank you for putting on this wonderful display and inviting us down here and bringing the one car from Japan. I don't know how you got Dan Pass to let that thing out here, but 
Dan, Dan is in Japan, and he had a little pull in that. But yeah. The first time it's ever been in this country, so we're really happy to have the R390, one of a kind, built to homologate the racing car. We keep these two cars in Nashville, Tennessee, at our heritage collection. Uh, we, Dave Bishop and the crew, Jeremy Stilwell, they work really hard to keep these cars running. You guys, you guys are the archivists. You know, they, they, you keep a lot of the good decent. Nissan and Datsun racing cars. And it's for sale. We all, of the, all of those we archives are for doing. sale. We're the shirt. We'll throw yeah. the shirt in. <laughs> Got a shirt for sale. Yeah, we're... We appreciate uh, what you guys do. We're happy to do it. And, uh, you know, it's weird. It's uh, I'm not just kissing uh, Datsun Tukas here. But people say to me all the time, how did you get started collecting Newman cars? And I said, I didn't get started collecting Newman cars. I got started collecting Datsuns. But Newman drove so many of the great racing Datsuns over the years that people would say, oh, there's a 300ZX available Datsun or Nissan. I'd go, oh, good. And then they'd go, oh, and it's a Newman car. But it was the Datsun part where I originally started with a uh, Bob Sharp uh, 610. The aforementioned Dave Stone who's out here driving the race car. I had the backup car. I was just a Bob Sharp Datsun. And so then that got, you know, Dotson got me to Bob Sharp. Bob Sharp got me to Newman. Newman will get me to the divorce because uh, (laughs) my wife's had enough. Yeah. Actually, this car here, this 85 GT1 championship car that you're racing, is this the first Newman car you bought? Yeah. The first Newman car I got over 10 years ago. Um, It was, I think, sitting in Bob Sharp's uh, showroom. And all I was just racing barely anything like Toyota Celebrity Grand Prix or something, those crappy Toyotas. And I uh, <laughs> hate those things, old shit boxes. Oh, man. Painful. Painful. They gave me the trophy. I said, send it back. Send it back. <laughs> so, but uh, I was trying to. The trophy broke. I was like, like 6'10. I was like driving these little four bangers around. And then I put my head inside of that car after I bought it. And I said, uh, there's a fan inside the car with an oil cooler in the door and then I thought I'm not getting in this car it's got a fan inside of it it's got a radiator and an oil cooler it's got hot fluids going around hot fluids everywhere I'm the only guy who produces hot fluids in a car I don't need any competition and uh, it sat for a long time and uh, slowly we put it uh, back together and uh, here it is first time first time out so uh Steve, uh, should we get any plugs in, or we just bring on uh, John Morton, who's uh, waiting in the wings? <laughs> yeah, let's get some plugs in. Let's get We've some got, plugs uh, in. The website, or yeah, you go to Nissan-USA.com, and what can we find there, Steve Yeager? And we have a we we also we, we have a lot of photos from this weekend at NissanNews.com and Nismo.com. So you, if you want to catch some of the photos that were taken. Uh, those those who aren't here able to see it or those who want to take a look at our archive, they can go there, nismo.com and nissannews.com. Excellent. Thanks. And everybody here gets a free GTR. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's bring uh, – thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you having us. John Morton is uh, making his way to the stage. All right, guys, let's just take a quick break so I can tell you about a few of our sponsors. Of course, we have our friends at Dodge. You can join the Brotherhood of Muscle at the Dodge Summer Clearance Event. Get behind the wheel of a Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger and show the summer what you're made of. 
Hurry in today to the Dodge Summer Clearance Event and get a great deal on the hottest rides of the summer. Of course, we have JB Weld that is a proud sponsor of CarCast. It's America's favorite epoxy adhesive. Both pros and DIYers have been trusted been trusting JB Weld for over 50 years. If you have a big project or small in your home, garage, workshop, or craft room, you need a strong, dependable, and permanent adhesive. Try JB Weld. There's a wide variety of epoxy, superglue, and silicone products for repairing plastics, wood, metals, and more. And it's made in the USA. We've tried their products, and we recommend JB Weld. Find them with other adhesives at Home Depot, Lowe's, O'Reilly Zone, AutoZone, O'Reilly, Advanced Auto Parts, Walmart, and Amazon. JB Weld is the world's strongest bond. We also want to tell you guys about Zybar. This is a revolutionary new product that our CarCast team is very excited about. I've checked it out. I'm excited about using it as well. This is an ultra-thin coating for manifolds, headers, turbos, tailpipes, mufflers, and tips. It's only a thousandth of an inch thick. It reduces radiant heat by 90%. It's the first DIY thermal control coating of its kind. It's non-corrosive. It doesn't break down even in 2,000-degree environments. You can uh, make wraps and shields and expensive ceramic coating obsolete. You just apply this and you spray it on yourself. It comes in four awesome colors. They have bronze, midnight black, cast silver, and Porsche gray that will make your engine a showpiece. It's available for purchase at Zycoat.com and many auto parts retailers. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. And I want to tell you guys, uh, before we uh, go back to the podcast about Wrangler, everyone has a favorite pair of jeans that fit perfect and always look great. No one knows this better than Wrangler. Wrangler jeans made for the modern-day adventurers. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, or a skateboard, these are the jeans for you. They have classic and modern styles, a range of fits, and a price that works for you. Plus, they have vintage re-releases, and those are my favorites. You can visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, and outerwear for both men and women. Wrangler, denim made for the modern world. All right, let's go back to the podcast and let's sit down with uh, with John Morton and Pete Brock. John Morton is uh, making his way to the stage. A... Uh a quiet, soft-spoken man who uh, lets his driving do his talking, but we'll yeah. see if we can get him to uh, heat up a microphone. Yeah, Brock's going oh, to be rolling up uh, as well. He's rolling up behind you guys? Make a hole. John Morton, everyone. Great careful. guy, He's great like driver. He's something Be careful. I, uh, I have a 300ZX with the uh, V8 Infinity that has John's name on the side of it, as well as Johnny O'Connell's and uh, Steve, Steve uh, Millen as well. Uh-oh, watch out. Pete, Pete Brock's pulling up. Pete rolling up. <laughs> Pete Brock's pulling up. Something. I'm not sure if the brakes work on it, though. <laughs> John, say hi to the uh, crowd. Sorry. Hi. Um, <laughs> well all said. Of the, the fans of Adam Carolla and his car cast, I'm... Proud to be on it, and I've been on it two or three times. How'd you feel uh, out there today, John? It's a crowded, um, it's a crowded felt, field. It felt good. Um, the car leaves a lot on the table because it it doesn't have the big wide wheels and uh, it doesn't have a roll cage or anything. So it's got some handicaps, but it 
it was the fastest Datsun for sure. And um, had a good race with a couple of Porsches. Um, they're not supposed to be racing Datsuns, but they were. I mean, against Datsuns. Well, Watch out for that Sunoco car. <laughs> oh, I know. Hey, that guy's a good friend of mine, and he, he came up to me yesterday with an angry look on his face. Yeah. And he said, don't you ever do that again. And I said, what did I do? And he said, you embarrassed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, John... It, it, it's John, Al Arciero in case... Oh, yeah, Al, yeah. Hey, I, so, um, John is, is too modest to say, but on the grid, above him are really nothing but 935s and a Decon Monza stuff with you know gobs and gobs of horsepower, and you're up there with your eight inch rims and your seven 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 inch rims and your (laughs) naturally aspirated uh, straight six with the forty four Macunis on there, maybe Weber's, and you're right in the mix with all these insane cars. So now, obviously, it's your great driver. is it partially because if this was road Atlanta, would it be harder to stay with those guys like on a longer track that a little more top end? Yeah, actually, we've got an incredible engine for a, a, a 240Z engine. Um, but, yeah, we'd be, we'd be in more trouble on the straight because the Porsches, the, the, the RSRs are about the same speed on the straight. But they have so much more cornering ability. But yeah, yeah. At Road Atlanta, um, I think the Porsche would be harder to beat. Pete uh, Pete Brock is making his way to the stage. Hey, Pete. Uh, I heard these two guys got a beef. <laughs> Grab a, a beef uh, with each other. Can't really? I don't know. A no. What? <laughs> no. I uh, I'm I'm happy to say that I now. Uh, did you guys go see the Hino Transport over there? Um, I now uh, own four BRE race cars. Yeah. And uh, and the Transporter. So uh, I think that makes me the leader in the uh, clubhouse. Absolutely, I don't know. you're yeah. the lead guy. You know, nobody <laughs> understands why a, a star like yourself isn't collecting. Uh, Porsches and Ferraris and why Datsuns? Uh, I'll do the interview here, Johnny. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, look, you guys. Uh, first, first things first. I, 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 I don't like. I, I need an overhead cam. I can't have a straight configuration with a push rod. It, it, it bothers me. I can't stand to see those little stamped tin valve covers where there should be a nice aluminum fin job on there, right? So, uh, number one, I like it. I like that they're bulletproof. I mean, the fact that John Morton, I mean, I got the grid sheet in my, in my car. There's, 50, there's 52 cars in this race. John is driving a 240Z. There's plenty of 935s and Decon Monzas and RSRs and, you know, exotic, expensive, you know, BMW CSLs. He's got all these guys behind him. The fact that you can get out there if you have the skill in a car like that and compete at that at that level, that's impressive. And that's an impressive... I mean, obviously, 
you have to be able to drive. But the, the, the sheer fact that the, the vehicle can do what it can do, at you could build that car, you know, for thirteen grand if there wasn't any history to it and there wasn't any names on it or anything. You just wanted to yeah. hook out a shell and put a racing engine in it or whatever. You know, maybe twenty five grand, but you could get out there and be competitive. And that's yeah. what you guys did back in the day, right? Well, yeah. In fact, that's it's an interesting number because I think Peter sold our. Our BRE uh, five tenths for thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. What did you pay for yours? <laughs> uh, I uh, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So uh, nobody pays more for five tenths. Yeah, but it's worth every penny you than, know? Yeah. Uh, than yeah. me. Yeah. No, Pete. I I consulted uh, with Pete. He said, "Give me five dollars," and then he said, <laughs> "I would buy that." Now, Pete picked me up at an uh, airport in Vegas, right? Right. Right. I was doing a show at the Hard Rock, and uh, Pete said, uh, I'll pick you up. And I said, good. And he showed up in a Ford F-150. What the <laughs> hell, man? And uh, we went up to his uh, beautiful place up there above the Strip, and uh, we talked about the car. And Steve said, uh, sorry, uh, said, uh, Pete said, get that, get that car. It's a great car. Yeah. Uh, Pete, and Pete, it's... Uh, it's great. I, I, look, as a, as, a, as a guy who, who's had that car for a number of years, I bought the Hino Transport a million years ago. I love that this, you're having this renaissance with, with BRE. It's absolutely incredible, and it's so many people have showed up here that have an appreciation for everything that our team did, and it's John, all the races that he won, everything. Thank you all so much for coming. I just, it's absolutely mind-blowing. Was, I, I want to know a little bit about the relationship and how it started, because there's a very famous quote from Pete that said he hired John to be a driver because he was the only guy faster than himself. Absolutely. <laughs> how did that start? Well, John came out the truck, and it was really interesting because he came out to go to the Carroll Shelby School of High Performance Driving, and I showed up to be his instructor. I don't think I've ever seen anybody more disappointed. You know, he wasn't going to have Carol Shelby as an instructor. <laughs> but of all the students I ever had out there, I don't think I've ever had anybody with as much determination and skill as John. Wow, that's a well, you wonderful know, I, sentiment. If it, if it hadn't, and this hasn't got anything to do with a driving school. Incidentally, I went that my school car was the first Cobra that sold two years ago here for $12.5 million. That wow. one's gone up, too. Um, <laughs> but uh, if, it, what, if it was not for Peter, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be, still be alive, but I wouldn't be sitting. <laughs> and if it wasn't for John, I wouldn't be here. I mean, we had an incredible team, and I think that if we had Alphas or BMWs or whatever it is, we could have won with the team if we'd had John driving it. it that close is a series uh, of the amount of cars that we had out there, but it was really John's skill that put us over the top and the team that backed him up and made sure that we we just had the reliability. And yeah. John, you know, we'd finish a two-and-a-half-hour race, come in. John's car was ready to go another two-and-a-half hours. Anybody else we had in the car had to take a total rebuild. But uh, John... John is just the best. <laughs> oh, I love how emotional you get talking about John. You know, and the, and the team fought Peter the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do with the boss. And he's yeah. not the boss now, so feel free to lean into him a little bit. <laughs> no, he, he, what he did was he, or, he choreographed a bunch of really good people. And, uh, and he didn't really 
control them. They kind of they had Trevor Harris and John Caldwell, Art Early, Mac Tilton, um, and I don't want John Knapp, um, and uh, it kind of did it did its thing. And Peter didn't he didn't fight us over decisions if he thought we were right. Well, and he had, he I mean, he had guys that really knew what they were doing, and there's no point in trying to micromanage people that know what they're doing. You just point them and say, this is what we want to get done. Everybody kind of agrees that that's what's going to happen, and, and it does. It's an amazing team. It works is, so well. Is uh, BRE, it just seems, as a, as a casual fan, that by the time you guys got to the 80s and the 90s, it was not as big as it is in 2018 today. I mean, there's a whole renaissance, and maybe it's vintage racing or Japanese stuff has been discovered. Obviously, first time Nissan's been the mark here at the Rolex. Was it? Did you think to yourself in you know 1987? Well, it's all about cocaine and disco now, and <laughs> just getting on with our lives. Could you imagine that so many years later there'd be so many BRE T-shirts and the cars would be going for what they go for, and so on and so forth? I mean, it was exciting. It was passionate, and the wonderful thing that we had going at that time was that there was a real division of the fans out there. There were the alpha guys that would sit over on one corner as a group with all their cars. There was the BMW guys over there, and they'd be screaming at each other across the track, you know, and giving them the finger or whatever, and John would go by, and they'd give him the finger back. It was just, it was a hell of a lot of fun, and it was a whole different thing, but now it's even, it's more fun because we've got so much appreciation of all the new fans that have come out, and we got guys out here that weren't even born when we were racing these cars, and they're still enthusiasts. Another thing, Peter, if you want to call the BRE team one of the standout teams from the 70s, Peter was instrumental in building the car that won the world championship for Carroll Shelby with a Cobra Coupe. So he's been, if you want to say we were iconic, he's been involved with two of I love icons. the fact that, that Pete, who's such a great designer, and it's probably the reason why you're wearing all those shirts out there, those Barry shirts, is because of his great design. Uh, the designer becomes the driver, becomes the engineer, becomes the team owner, uh, but, but the passion has always been still a little bit of the design. You still do that now. We see it in everything that we do, and, and you know, the, even the, you know, your trailers, the Aero Vault, and all the stuff. It's just constantly designing and books and... And uh, your uh, your school art center has has awarded you with some recognition as well. Well, certainly on that. But I'll tell you, uh, Dan Gurney said it best. He says if you're going to build build something, you might as well make it beautiful as well. And Dan's cars were the best. Yeah, the yeah. the BRE. I I every time I look at uh, one of my BRE race cars, I I see another design element to it and it's is uh as somebody well, i always would say to people like as somebody who does a lot of building and architecture and remods and stuff the best compliment is when people look at it and go yeah it's the way i would have done it yeah, yeah there's sure, no way you didn't they would have <laughs> and i just love i love the that the roof has the bre and i love that the bre is red but the dotson's in black and the stripes change colors i mean it's so much nuance and so many things that we, you would have never thought 
to do. I would have just said, you know, make it blue and put a white stripe down the middle and put an STP sticker or maybe a thrush muffler, woodpecker <laughs> sticker on it. You know, yeah, let's go yeah, racer. Sure. Yeah. One of the things, Adam, that was important is that, you know, uh, uh, as a race photographer as well, you get out and you shoot a thousand pictures on a weekend for the magazines when we were working on that you begin to know what works well on the camera and what's going to print well for the magazine. So you design your cars to look great when they print the pictures. And that's why you see a lot of BRE magazine pictures out there is because the cars photograph well, and that was so important. A lot of contrast, you know, good color and not too busy. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Yeah, because so much... Of the sport, the hobby, the memorabilia is the aesthetic. I mean, I don't know. People here don't own BRE cars, but they own BRE posters and T-shirts. But and more than just the aesthetic, is Pete, uh, we're very fortunate to have Pete come by and check out the car collection every now and then. And uh, I love it because every time he comes by, uh, he tells me something new about the car. So he'll just walk up to one of the cars. And he came over, I think it was last year, he came over with the, with the Air Vault trailer. Uh, he beelined it right over to the Roadster, and he said, you see that front air dam down there? You weren't allowed to have splitters like that. He goes, so I designed a brake duct. And, uh, and the way he did it was a splitter, but it had the brake ducts on it. And he's like... Next year, everybody had that. (laughs) (laughs) That was really the invention of the air dam. And it wasn't so much for aerodynamics at that point is that we were making enough horsepower on the dyno, but when we put that engine in that chassis, there wasn't enough room for the air to get out. So what we did is we took everything out of the engine compartment, the battery, turned the, the whole master cylinders around the back, all the wiring, everything, cleaned it out on the inside so we just had the engine and then we had to have an air dam to increase the pressure at the front. And at that point, it began to cool, and we could use the horsepower that we was necessary because the car was actually a too narrow a track what we were competing against. And, and uh, to make it competitive, we had to have it with horsepower. Brock and it has, was the cooling that did it. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, you know, you've, you've mastered, you brought so much innovation to the front of the car. And then with the uh, Cobra Daytona, you've <laughs> done so much to the rear of the car. Yeah. But what have you done for the middle of the car? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to bring this down, you put but the it good sounds like it's all front and back. <laughs> you put John Morton in the put middle. Put John in the middle, <laughs> right? and the rest of the car takes care of itself, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. a pretty good recipe. That's a good recipe. Yeah, all a right, good I recipe. feel like we should probably bring this home before uh, the Can-Am cars uh, hit, hit the track. Uh, Pete, oh, get the. Do you have the card or do I have the I card? Do. Oh, yeah, it was blowing around a little. Why don't we give uh, Brock a nice plug and we'll give John one too? Yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, here you go. Pete Brock's website is bre2.net. Check that out. I'm sure you can. Uh, also, the, the Aero Vault trailers. I don't know. Maybe they link I, uh, off of the. Uh, I have one. The BRE website. Paid retail. Thank you very yeah. much. It's <laughs> the least Pete could have done for me keeping his legacy alive is to sell me something for retail. But it, uh, it's yeah. a hell of a. It, it, the, the idea that everyone else is just traveling around in these sort of tin boxes and you come pulling up in that Aero Vault, it just. 
immediately looked like the smartest guy in the pit. I, Pete delivered it himself, and I want to say it was a special moment, but I kind of feel like there's like nine hands out there with an arrow vault where Pete delivered every Pete one of them. Pete will bring it to your house. Yeah, he'll bring it. He'll, he'll deliver every he'll, one of them to you. It's all guy. If you guys go buy an arrow vault right now, he'll Pete deliver will bring it. it. He'll bring <laughs> it today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'll sell you a T-shirt while you're there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and go go to the website and check out some of the really cool stuff: pictures, t-shirts, posters, and uh, all that uh, all that stuff. I, John, I don't know if you have any plugs. John's plug is he'll be driving a Sunbeam Tiger. Uh, <laughs> don't tell tomorrow. everybody that. <laughs> Let me late. tell you something. I fell in love with the owners of that Sunbeam Tiger. John drives every year because uh, it's a husband wife team, and I'm like. What's the wife do? And the guy said, she hand grooves the tires. Like, she literally gets out the soldering iron and turns those slicks into wets. And I thought, my goddamn wife, she would never do that for me. (laughs) She'd be hit hit the bricks. Go to Roger Krause. (laughs) Write somebody a check. Yeah. Sorry, I, I went a little inside racing there with our uh, tires. But uh, John, what uh, what can we plug uh, for well, you? Well, um, I th- I can't remember if it's JohnMortonRacing.com or net or just John Morton Racing. Um, I don't sell anything. I mean, I'm done trying to make money. But um, my girlfriend sells books. Oh, and right. She writes books and right. she sells them. Um, and that's that's all we got to, to offer. So we can get the uh, is it the stainless steel carrot? The stainless steel carrot. The, the I wrote one called Inside Shelby American, and then uh, there's a lot. She's written a number of novels, but she's got a new one coming out that's just ready to go to print on the life of John Paul Jr., who a lot of you know who he was. He still is. But he's got a very terrible disease called Huntington's. And uh, all the proceeds from the book are going to go to the Huntington Foundation. Um, and he's got the most interesting, crazy story, life story you've ever heard involving, you know, his father. You know, there's intrigue. There's murder, <laughs> probably. <laughs> there's certainly attempted murder. Nothing. John was the nicest guy you'll ever meet. His, his father may have been the most evil man that ever lived. Um, well, he can't be worse than the Sunoco I was just going to say, guy. that guy's attempted guy. murder earlier today. <laughs> that guy can't be worse than Al, can he? Um, actually, Al's a pretty good guy. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you're up front with yeah. the 935. Yeah, you don't what do you see care? Him. you got to slum it with me and Al in the back and see what a bastard that guy really is. Oh. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for coming out. Please check out carcastshow.com. All of our social media is at Carcast Show. And if everybody shifts on over to their right, there's a booth there to buy books. We have a chassis media booth over there where you can buy our DVDs and uh, everything that Nate and Adam have been producing. Um, you, right over there by uh, Adam's car and by John's car. So if yeah. you want to come by on over there and I check it out and buy, a DVD. buy some DVDs. So, until next time, this is Adam Carolla for uh, Steve Yeager and Pete Brock and John Morton and uh, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Thank you. Thank you.